From the concert halls to the juke joints, from churches to festivals in the fields, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan, celebrating the sounds of Memphis and the Mississippi Delta for more than 20 years. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Beale Street Caravan is provided by the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau and the AutoZone Corporation. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. This week on Beale Street Caravan, we have Australian singer-songwriter Emily Barker as she performs songs for Memphis-produced album, Sweet Kind of Blue. And Beale Street Caravan contributor Robert Gordon is back. He returns to wrap up his series on the history of high records. That's all coming up right now on Beale Street Caravan. Good day, mate. Hello, Kevin. No, you have to say good day. Good day. There you go. <laughs> There's a special relationship between Memphis and Australia. I have not done a formal study. I don't have anything much more than anecdotal evidence, but... There's something there, don't you agree? Definitely. Outside of the U.S., Australia dominates our social media followers. We hear from our Australian listeners more than any other audience segment. By the way, i got to give a shout-out to Pip if we're going to mention our Australia listeners. And we have to give a shout-out to John Bassett, Martin Walters, Andrew McClellan, and Helen Henry at the CBAA. That's the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia for carrying our program for so long. When you look at tourism stats, guess who is at the top of the list when it comes to tourism? in Memphis. It's Australians. I think it may be time for us to take the caravan over there, see what's going on. But we can discuss this off air because we have an amazing show that we need to get to. That's right. Australian-born singer-songwriter Emily Barker is here with us. Emily is pure talent. She has a golden voice and she's fearless in her approach. I read where one writer described her music as, quote, extreme folk. And I found that an apt description in that it means to me, pulling inspiration from grassroots, folk traditions in a manner where traditional norms and boundaries are ignored. She really mixes it up. English folk music, pop, noir. She can do bright and happy, and she can do dark and moody. And on her new record, Sweet Kind of Blue, she returns to one of her core inspirations, the sweet, soulful sounds of the American South. And those are some of my favorite sounds. To chase that muse, she came to Memphis, of course. She hired some of the best musicians on the planet, including Reverend Charles and Leroy Hodges of the High Rhythm Section, and she holed up in Sam Phillips' recording studio with producer Matt Rossbank. And as we mentioned, the result is titled Sweet Kind of Blue. It's a great listen, and it's out now. And we are fortunate enough to have Emily come back to Memphis to celebrate the album release, along with all the great Memphis musicians that helped her make it. Here's Emily Barker live on Bill Street Caravan. Everything. 
Here's more from Emily Barker, live on Bill Street Caravan.
That was Emily Barker, live on Bill Street Caravan. We'll be right back with more music. But first, we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor Robert Gordon. Robert is a writer and documentary filmmaker. He has written several histories about Memphis music, including It Came From Memphis and Respect Yourself, Stax Records, and The Soul Explosion. His next book, entitled Memphis Rent Party, comes out this year, so be on the lookout for it. Right now, he's going to talk about the history of high records. By the mid and late 1970s, music was changing. High Records had been founded in the late 1950s in the wake of Sam Phillips' success with Elvis Presley. High recorded some classic rockabilly and early rock and roll, made its first mark with jazzy soul in the 1960s, artists like Bill Black, Ace Cannon, and Willie Mitchell, and then hit another high mark when Willie Mitchell moved from in front of the microphone to behind the board, producing the deep soul sounds epitomized by Al Green, Ann Peebles, Syl Johnson, Otis Clay, and others. I'm 
done got into something I can't know shake it loose no High Records was indeed into something they couldn't shake loose. The blues, gospel, and soul sounds that had defined the High Records heyday had given way to the electronic sound and rhythm of the disco era. This song by O.V. Wright is an incredible marriage of his gospel roots and the disco sounds of the mid-1970s. Music might change, but producer Willie Mitchell intended to change right along with it. In the 1970s, the High Rhythm Section released their debut album. This group, Three Brothers and a Dear Friend, had been the core band on hundreds of recordings from High over a decade. They'd moved smoothly, slinkily, and silkily between all the High stars, helping each one find his or her best sound. But they'd never made their own album, until the sound they'd defined was on its way out of fashion. When given the opportunity to do their own thing, they looked forward not back. This track, Superstar, features Teeny Hodges on a six-string banjo. changing for High's superstar artists too. Every album that Al Green released on High had contained a gospel song. Since 1972, he'd become increasingly religious. In 1976, he bought a church and preached his first sermon. He made another change that year. He stayed with High, but he built his own recording studio and recorded his first album in eight years without Willie Mitchell. It was called Bell, and nowhere else in Al Green's career is his spiritual conflict more clearly expressed than in the title song. He tells his lover, it's you that I want, but it's him that I need. Al Green became an ordained preacher and for the next decade, he recorded and performed only his religious music. In 1977, with disco at its apex, punk rock on the rise, high superstar artists gone and the sound of Southern Soul suddenly a classic sound of the past, High Records was sold to a Los Angeles record company, Cream. An attempt was made to revive the fortunes of Ann Peebles, Syl Johnson, and several other artists, but recordings of Memphis songs made on the West Coast sounded false. When Willie Mitchell left the label in 1979, there was no doubt that High's future 
had gone dark. Willie Mitchell continues to produce records from the South Memphis studio where he recorded all these hits in the 1960s and 70s. In 2003, he reunited with Al Green, and they were able to conjure the old sound and feel on I Can't Stop, Al Green's first all-secular album in 25 years. Mitchell has maintained a relationship with the other high artists too, recording them for various labels over the years. He still comes to the studio every day, but his children are now more active on the music scene than he is. High Records achieved a position in the popular canon that few independent labels have ever reached. They made their mark without the backing of a huge conglomerate or mega corporation. High Records created beautiful music and people all over the world continue to respond to it. Thank you, High Records, and thank you, listeners, for tuning into this series on The High Label. This has been Robert Gordon saying bye from high on Beale Street Caravan. We want to remind our listeners you can find Beale Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Look us up and join in on the fun. For more information or if you want to get involved, go to our website at BealeStreetCaravan.com. Shoot us an email or sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can also keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast. It's available through iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found. Speaking of podcasts, check out our newest production, the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, also available through iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn. We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but stick around. There's more music to come. You're listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in this week on Bill Street Caravan, we have Australian singer-songwriter Emily Barker with us. She's performing a special Memphis show to mark the release of her latest effort, titled Sweet Kind of Blue. It's a bluesy and soulful effort produced right here in Memphis, Tennessee, with the help of an all-star cast of Memphis music legends, including Charles and Leroy Hodges of the High Rhythm Section. I had a chance to sit down with Emily before the show. Let's hear what she had to say about her time in Memphis. Emily Barker, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks, Pat. Being from Australia, not just Australia, but a small town in Australia, 
how did you find this love of music in that place? Yeah, when I was a teenager, um, there was this festival that started up in my tiny little town, Bridgetown, and on a regular day, it has like 2,000 people there. But this festival would happen mid-November, and suddenly 20,000 people would come to town, and it was a blues festival. It was called Blues at Bridgetown, and they get international blues acts and national blues acts, and there was soul and blues and this whole mix, and we as teenagers we just it was the most exciting um, weekend in the mm -hmm. entire year so suddenly all of us kids wanted to learn how to play an instrument and I loved singing and um, it was sort of an excuse to um, start up a band in high school so suddenly at Bridgetown High School there was all these all these bands starting up and I was in the year nine band and I was the singer <laughs> and so that's where it started and then I um, began to write songs when I was about 18 and when I was 20 I left Australia and lots of people do this. They put on a backpack and they, and they head off to mostly to somewhere in Europe because a lot of Australians have European ancestry so we head off there and, uh, and I accidentally ended up staying for um, more than a decade now. <laughs> well, what kind of music was going on in Australia that Australians were making. I mean, it's sort of called Americana now, but it's that real, I guess, Southern American music. So mm -hmm. sort of country and um, blues and soul. That's sort of the staple diet of music, I would say, mm -hmm. um, in Australia. The soundtrack sort of to the landscape is, is American music. Yeah. <laughs> so so all of that is oh, swirling it's around. Swirling around, yeah, yeah. And then you go to the UK and for a lot of people the first time they may have heard you in, in especially in the UK or those people in the States who'd like to watch British television was yeah. your music being used for, you know, these great shows. Was that even something that you considered? Ah, oh, you Yeah, know? no, I had not thought about it at all and that song um, Nostalgia I wrote that when I was in Melbourne um, and then I headed back to the UK and I was raising money to release my second solo album Despite the Snow and I was at a house concert I was playing lots of house gigs to raise money and there was the composer Martin Phipps he was working on this series called Wallander mm -hmm. and he rang me up a couple of days after the party and just said oh you know that song you played Nostalgia I would really love to do a recording of it um, for this BBC One drama series called Wallander, starring Kenneth Branagh. So that happened, which was amazing. And then Martin Phipps, the composer, he was working on The Shadow Line and I'd sent him my third album, um, which had a song called Pause on it. And they, the director was specifically looking for um, a like female um, harmony piece. And mm -hmm. this song Pause is... is that so that got used um, for the theme tune for the shadow line and I've since done yeah some more work with Martin and work for film and television. Was there a question in your mind? Oh, do I want to do it? I mean, there was definitely. I was like, oh, do I want to change this song for this TV series? But um, I didn't have to change it. For, it was very much keeping the whole essence of the song, and also mm -hmm. with the lyrics changing, I got to choose what they were going to be, and um, so I, I sort of didn't mind. And I'm so glad I said yes to it because yeah, uh, yeah, I was. I am still an independent artist. I release records on my own label, but it, it meant that suddenly people started coming to shows. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, oh, this is good. My friend, I didn't even know that the series Wallander, um, when it was coming out, and then I got a um, text from a friend of mine, and this dates it. Um, 
saying, hey, you're on the front front page of MySpace. <laughs> so, <laughs> with the song Nostalgia. So I was like, yeah, cool. In between all this, how did you get to Memphis? I was looking for an upcoming producer and everybody that I asked, I was like, so who do you think's like going to be the next Dave Cobb? Um, uh, who's who's on the rise? And uh, and everybody said Matt Rossbang, Matt Rossbang. So I got his contact details and I emailed him, and he really lo- loved the demos. And then he sent me like a reference um, playlist of sounds that he could hear and production ideas. And um, and then he invited me to Memphis to um, come and do some pre-production for a couple mm-hmm. of days. So it was Rick, Steph, and Matt and myself, and we went to Sam Phillips recording service Mm -hmm. and I didn't even know what I was arriving at at Sam Phillips I mean I knew who Sam Phillips was and I I knew some studios but I hadn't been to Memphis and I drove from Nashville I was really excited and I turned up at Sam Phillips and I couldn't actually work out how to get in because the front door was locked and then there was a fire escape (laughs) (laughs) welcome to Memphis (laughs) so I like went up the fire escape and then I opened the door and suddenly I'm like what is this place and there was like a there's an old like 60s fountain water feature and uh, and Sam Phillips's office like his, yeah uh, this door that says Sam Phillips's office and I was like oh my gosh where am I and then I found these stairs and they were doing some refurbishing at the time so it was like plastic on the stairs so I made my way down and and then found my way into Studio A and was like, wow, this place is just all pastel colours and um, such a big room and Rick and um, Matt were in there and so we had a a couple of days there and and then at the end of those days um, Matt asked me, so how do you feel about coming to Memphis and making your record here? And it was just... Straight away, yes, I want to do this. Matt is such a charismatic, funny guy. Yeah, it was so, so great to work with him and all the guys. And I hadn't met most of them until day one. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I just met everybody there and played them my songs on acoustic guitar or piano and, and we'd just go from there and then hit record and get the tapes rolling. So it was very spontaneous, which was a really different way for me to work. But Matt, I think... Yeah, chose all the right musicians. He had a really clear idea, I think, of how it was potentially going to come out. But he also likes to keep a lot of it as a surprise to himself, I think, as well, mm-hmm. and then and then just respond from in the moment. What do you think is the difference between this offering and what you've done in the past? Well, I think the sound is ve- is very different, and for me, it feels like going back to my roots. So, this mm-hmm. blues festival when I was a teenager and listening to Aretha Franklin and being so influenced by soul and blues. So, it was such a a fun step to take. What do you think is that next step? I'm not entirely sure, but I've um, started writing, and I sort of just want to keep on writing and. What I learned about doing the Sweet Kind of Blue album was just to keep a really open mind and let the songs sort of guide you. So I'm just going to keep on writing and not commit to anything right now and um, see see where it goes. So after a little while of doing that, I realised that actually what's um, a great combination is when you can show both sides of yourself. Mm -hmm. So and in songwriting and and in your voice and in your performance as well. Thank you for coming in, sitting down with us and just having a chat. Oh, my <laughs> pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, we're going to go back to more music now from Emily Barker at The Levitt Shell.
Here's more from Emily Barker, live on Bill Street Caravan.
That was Emily Barker, live on Bill Street Caravan. Special thanks to our community partners at the Levitt Shell for bringing Emily back to Memphis for this show and letting Bill Street Caravan be part of such a great night of Memphis music. And we can't forget to thank all the Memphis musicians who not only gave us the performance you heard, but contributed their talents to the creation of Emily's latest record, The Memphis Produced, Sweet Kind of Blue. To find out more about Emily Barker, you can find her on social media or visit her at emilybarker.com. Be sure to check out her tour dates. She may be coming to a venue near you soon. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. You can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Follow us there. We've always got special features and additional content that we think you'll enjoy. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available anywhere podcasts can be found. We'll be back next week, so see you then. I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Mm -hmm.